Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 98. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. Today we have with us a gentleman who is going to give you some tips and ideas on how to keep more money in your pocket and less in the government's. This guy has a very interesting past and he's from the other side of the country from me and a former New York City police officer. So with that, welcome to the show, Craig Cody. Thank you very much for having me. Psyched to be here today. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing your valuable time with our listeners to help people learn how to, uh, I don't know if take advantage of taxes is the right way to put it, but to pay the least taxes they can in a legal way. So how, why you, oh. how about keep more of what they make? Keep more of what they make, yes, in a legal way, of course. Of course. <laughs> so tell us about your background and being a police officer and a CPA. That's kind of an interesting combo I've never heard of before. Yeah, it's a little different. Um, I've, I was in the police department for almost 17 years. I retired as a seven, as a lieutenant. Um, I went on to work in a uh, international CPA firm, got my CPA, worked there for a number of years, and then went out on my own and um, built a practice, got crushed in 2007 with the uh, real estate debacle, um, rebuilt the practice uh, based on tax planning and helping clients uh, legally keep more of what they make. So being proactive versus reactive. And um, now we're doing this uh, planning about seven or eight years. Awesome. I love it. So it's interesting that you went from being a police officer to enforcing laws to now you are helping people obey the law and try and keep them all. So that's interesting. I love it. So tell us more um, about your background and then what brought you into accounting from police work. I always liked numbers. Um, you know, the police department, at least in New York City, was a 20-year retirement. So you had a plan for the eventual, you know, am I going to do something else? And um, I kind of wanted to go into financial planning. And I figured I'd set myself apart and get a CPA. And I started doing that and I really liked it. And uh, here I am today. So nice. no financial planning, just the CPA practice. Nice. I love it. So tell us like what is um, proactive tax planning and how can it minimize your taxes? So, so proactive is basically, you know, most accountants do a very good job of putting the right numbers in the right boxes, but it ends there. So when you're proactive, you're looking for legal ways for your business owner clients to keep more of their money. So, you know, maybe you want to do something one way, but if you do it slightly differently, you're able to get a tax deduction for that. And that's what proactive tax planning is. So um, one example of that is, let's just say um, you, you have kids and they need braces. And most people would just say, okay, you write that off on Schedule A, your tax return, you probably get no benefit of it, um, and you lose it. Whereas when you think of proactively, you think, okay, how can I structure my business to take advantage of and write off those braces? And I would say, okay, well, you set up a medical expense reimbursement plan, and you get to write off those braces that are probably about $8,000 a year now. So looking for things you're doing and finding legal ways that you could actually take advantage of the code and make those expenses deductible. Yeah, that's definitely a nice example. And while you're on this subject, I've got the great benefit of 
giving my kids payroll. I have four kids. My only my youngest is going to qualify for this this year because the um, number three turned 18 this year. So I've only got one under 18 I can do this with. But um, why don't you talk about that briefly for people? Well, that that's, that's one of the big pluses with um, the new tax act. So it went from being able to pay your, your kid $6,000 a year before they actually had to pay some federal tax. Now it's almost $12,000 a year before they have to pay any federal tax. Woo-hoo! Yes. I yes. love it. Okay. Yes. So that last straggler I have left at home, I can well, write off twice right. as much. And, and the, the others, if they're, if they're not working, you could still pay them. The, the big difference was if they were 18 or younger, depending on the type of entity you have set up, you did not have to pay social security tax which ends when they turn 18. So the, if they're in college or they're not working somewhere full time and you know, you want to pay them to do things for you and they perform those job functions and you document that, then you could also pay them. So four kids, $48,000. So went from 24 to 48, which is, you know, figure that out. Wow. That's a lot. That's nice. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. I can't wait to hear more examples throughout the show here. Well, what is one of the biggest mistakes that you see small business owners making regarding taxes? Failing to plan. You know, uh, basically they're going to buy a car or a truck and they do all this research, you know, comes time for taxes. They bury their heads and okay, I got to go see my guy in October or I got to go see him in, you know, maybe March. And uh, I've done no planning at all. So if they took some time, you know, one thing they discover is how to pay my kids, right? You know, just yeah. take a little bit of time, talk, communicate with your CPA. Hopefully they'll communicate back with you. Well, and the big challenge that I perceive most business owners have is they don't know there is proactive planning and they don't know what they they don't know what they don't know. Right. So they don't know what questions to ask. They don't say, oh, so can I put my child on payroll? And what are the tax benefits and ramifications of that? Oh, if I'm buying a car, like they don't know what the topics are. So maybe we could just take a couple of minutes and talk about what types of things could be opportunities. Right. And that's why we wrote our book, The uh, 10 Biggest Tax Mistakes That Cost Business Owners Thousands, because we grabbed like 10 of them. Awesome. All right. Real simple. There's no rocket science here. I'm not putting man on the moon. Okay. It's just taking the time to plan. And so we'll start with failing to plan. Then we have um, the wrong entity type. You know, people start a business, they call up their attorney and he happens to like LLCs or he happens to like S-Corps and stuff like that. And, you know, okay, that's what we're going to do. So if, if only the attorney and the CPA had a conversation, yes, <laughs> they'd figure out, okay, what's the best entity? What's going to work on both ends? All right. Maybe it is an LLC, but maybe it's an LLC taxed as an S-Corp. Who knows? So just take a little bit of time there to plan. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and my personal advice would be to throw in there, the attorney has one set of objectives and the CPA has a different, and they aren't always exactly identical. Right. So that's why they need to talk to each other, or occasionally you come across a CPA who's also an attorney that can e- maybe even form the entity for you. So that's nice when they understand both the legal and the tax ramifications. Correct, and, and the key there is communication, and that goes between the client and the CPA, uh, as well as the CPA and the attorney. Just communicate. If you speak with your CPA on a regular basis, he'll know what's going on um, and he should be giving you some guidance. And why don't you define what, what's regular basis? That's probably different for different people, but what's like the minimum that someone should talk at the to minimum, the CPA? At the minimum, it's quarterly. Wow. Okay. Yeah, at the minimum. 
you know, we, we talk with all our clients on a monthly basis, if not more than that. Um, because, you know, like you said, you don't know what you don't know. So if you don't talk to me, I don't know what's going on. And if you talk to me, I know what's going on. And maybe I could tell you how to do something a little bit differently, save you some money. Definitely. Well, that's, I think if you're having monthly conversations, that's more than some people have with some of their family. So that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But it, it, you know, it, it all works out. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, people, what's that saying? Uh, you know, you, you, tripping over dollars to save pennies, you know, spend the time, communicate, you know, and you'll figure out ways where you can save some money. So um, another thing we see people, you know, they're worried about being audited. What if the government audits me? You know, well, if you're doing it right and you document it, let them audit you. I mean, most audits are not in-person audits, all right? So they're going to send you a notice and they're going to ask for something and you're going to send it back. But if it's if it's a worthy deduction and you're doing it right, you shouldn't be a sca- you shouldn't be scared. Yep, I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's just nice if you keep your records in a somewhat organized fashion, so you don't have a big mess to um, put together. Because I've heard of friends and different people that go to an audit and they just have all kinds of mess. Right. Although sometimes that works their advantage when they bring in stacks and stacks of paper. And the auditor's like, okay, I believe you, you got it. And then they walk out. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen that. I've seen where people come in and they're well-documented and then, okay, you know, you're, you're in good shape. Um, but another big thing is from the uh, 2017 uh, Tax Cuts and Job Act is the qualified business income, which is depending on the type of entity you have, you can have a 20% deduction on your tax return for the income generated from your business. So if you make $200,000 on your business, let's just say it's an LLC and you're getting a K-1 for $200,000, you wind up with a $40,000 deduction on your tax return against that $200,000. Nice. That's a huge benefit. Yes. So what entities um, would you be qualified? Anything that's flowing through to your personal tax return, which is the 1040 for people that don't speak accounting, yes. <laughs> the personal Any, tax return? Anything that flows through such as a partnership and S corporation, a single member LLC, those are all flow throughs and a sole proprietorship. You know, there's a couple of caveats in there. That's why you need to communicate um, to make sure you, you've done what you need to do. Um, and this is just a, a gimme that the government is giving you. Stimulating our economy, putting more money back in our pockets, huh? That's right. <laughs> well, and you know what us real estate investors are going to do with it? We're going to go buy more real estate. I was just on the phone an hour ago with my local credit union saying, hey, the value of my house has gone up. I want to increase my HELOC, which um, may or may not be a right. Hey, maybe we can talk about this. Um, yes. If I'm using a HELOC, say I'm going to go, I'm hoping to go to get four to 500 grand on a HELOC which I plan to use to flip houses with. Correct. Um, is that a write-off or is it not? So there's something called tracing of interest. So it would not be deductible on your personal return, but then it would be deductible on the, let's just say entity or entities that you're buying the properties in and flipping. So you just have to trace it and document it. Right. Since I'm utilizing that debt to right. buy investment properties or to flip homes. So. And then hence comes the record keeping. Correct. Right? <laughs> Correct. And remember, you're not taking it on schedule A, your personal return. You're taking it on wherever, whatever entity you have set up to flip those properties. 
Well, and one thing also to point out here is if you walk into an H&R block or try and do it on TurboTax with your own tax, ret- um, own tax return prep or somebody who may not understand what you're doing, they would take your, oh, what is the mortgage interest form that shows your HELOC? 1098. 1098. They're going to see that and they would automatically just put that on a schedule A, right? Uh, someone that wouldn't really know. You'd have to tell them, hey, I didn't just borrow this in my primary residence. I actually utilize this in my business to buy real estate for investment. Correct. Correct. And no, nothing against H&R Block, but shame on you if you have a business and you're going to H&R Block. Yes. I think it's going to cost you way more than it's, you think it's going to save you. Would you agree there, Craig? Tripping over dollars to save pennies. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. So what's another thing that... Um, um, you know, this is a thing we go through with real estate investors all the time. The wrong retirement plan, you know. Mm. You know, maybe there's something you could do as a real estate investment with your with your retirement plan. Sorry about that. Maybe you could That's do something okay. with that money. Um, so, you know, is it self-directed? You know, set it up the right way. Use that money. Let, roll that. You know, roll it forward, baby. Yeah. Just so, do it the right way. So, if someone is. What are possible retirement plans? We don't have to go in too deep, but you just threw out the word self-directed. Self-directed. What does that so, mean? So it's basically instead of having your 401k, say with Fidelity, you find a, a, a self-directed provider that serves as the custodian and record keeper of that money. And you move that money into that fund through a trustee to trustee transfer so you don't generate any taxable event. And then you take that money and maybe you loan it to people that are buying real estate or maybe you buy a piece of property. You just have to be careful that you don't, you know, cross over the rules, right? But if you're working with a good um, self-directed trustee, they'll make sure that you understand what you need to do. Yeah, there's huge, huge benefits available through doing that. I mean, I... Got the great opportunity to, um, we did it with our kids' college savings plan, turned 30 grand, flipped a house, you know, one every year or two. And over the course of, I don't know, last eight years, we've turned that 30 grand into 200 grand by just not flip. I know if you flip too much, that's a bad thing. You can't do it a bunch of times in a year, right? You have to be careful and follow all the rules. And, you know, there's... um I'm trying to think of what the term is, some type of business income. Um, You just have to be careful. Yeah. So you can do the same thing in a self-directed IRA or Roth IRA. And uh, it's a great opportunity, but follow the rules. And that's a whole other show. So (laughs) So what's another um, item? How about we talked about, you know, hiring your kids, you know? What can they do? You know, can they go around and check on your properties? Can they cut the lawn? Can they do, what can they do as long as it's reasonable compensation? You know, tax court is ruled you can hire your kids as, as young as seven. I typically like to wait till they're around 11. They could do a lot more. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how much can you really pay the seven-year-old? All right. But now you could pay them up to $12,000 a year and not, they won't have any federal tax. You know, that could be huge. Nice. And then they, with that money could pay for their own soccer and I was going to say braces, but braces wouldn't work because you want to write that off in that other way, but tell your CPA, tell them, Oops, Hey, uh, what, what I, can we write? What are the expenses that this kid is paying for? And if you pay them and then they pay for their own stuff, in, tutoring, I mean, all correct. kinds of stuff. In my first book, um, secrets of a tax free life, I actually wrote a, um, 
a chapter on how to deduct your, your kid's soccer cleats. Ah. <laughs> so along the same lines that you're saying, you pay them, they take the money, and um, then they pay for their camp or whatever it is. Or if they go to private school, you could do it that way. So there's a lot of different things you could do. Or you could just roll it into a Roth, put it into a Roth. You know? yep. So uh, there's a lot of things you could do. Yeah, if you want to be nice. I'm not that nice. So <laughs> I'm going to make them earn it. <laughs> so what's another um, one of the opportunities that people might Well, we talked about in? medical benefits, a medical expense reimbursement plan. So, you know, the kids need braces, set, set that up. Or maybe you're a little older. Maybe you need a little cosmetic dentistry, which is going to set you back about 25 grand. You know, so now all of a sudden you make that a nice big deduction. So just um, looking to what the code allows you to do. So that could be huge. Yes, definitely. I've taken advantage of that somehow. The my my husband is an employee of another company, and he gets you know medical insurance coverage. But there's a lot that that medical insurance does not cover. And the last couple of years, I think we've racked up ten grand a year with my little family of six between you know all the co-pays and uncovered part and all those things so that reimbursement plans really come in handy right so you you could most businesses have hsas health savings accounts and stuff like that or flexible spending this would be in addition if you're going to spend more than that you know um it all saves and then then we have the home office you know yes and how about the home athletic facility so tell us about if that. You, if I you have heard a, of that. If you have a home office, you could then have a home athletic facility, which is for the use of, you know, your employees. You may be an employee and their family members. So which could be the pool, could be the home gym. Mm. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's interesting. Is there a certain type of entity you would need to have to no. be able to have that? Nope, just so um, any any type of entity that you have a home office. So maybe, you know, you have an office someplace else, but you spend about 15 hours a week answering emails, doing billing out of a room in your house. Mm-hmm. Now that now you have a bona fide home office if you spend about 15 hours a week there, and now you want to have a home gym. Or Sweet. Yes, I'm doing wonderful. it. I'm done so with the pool, these are, but I'm up for some new gym equipment in the house. These so are things you're already doing, and you're now now they're deductible. That is what I love to hear. And, and now that you have a home office, now your transportation from one office to another is deductible. Yeah. Whereas it's no longer a commute. So just taking the time and taking advantage of what the code says you can do. Love it. And so many of us real estate investors, we don't know what's possible. So right. that, that's, guys, why you need to talk to Craig or someone to learn what's possible because you don't know what you don't know yet. Correct. So what's another um, one of your favorite opportunities? I think, we, I think that was about 10 of them. Okay. Um, those, are, those are the big ones. I mean, we could get into other things that probably would not, you know, like cost segregation is not a big real estate investor, you know, for a flip person. But if somebody that's a buy and hold, cost segregation can be huge, um, which is, you know, when they break that property down into um, typical, let's just say you have a rental property, it gets depreciated over 27 and a half years. Mm-hmm. If you do a cost segregation study, now you you carve out different pieces. Maybe the furniture and fixtures gets depreciated over five or seven years. The landscaping and sidewalks, maybe 15 years. So you get the same amount of depreciation over 27 and a half years, but you get more of it up front. 
Yeah, and it's all about accelerating deductions most of the time, right? You want to accelerate the deductions and push back the income. (laughs) A dollar today is worth a lot more in 10 years. That's true. Very well said. So um, what are any other final things that you might want to talk about to advise people on? Or do you have any examples or stories of people that you've help save money and you can keep the names anonymous, protect the innocent. (laughs) We have a lot of stories, you know, the the typical business owner that comes to us and business owner includes real estate investors because, you know, there's a lot of things you can do with real estate investors. You know, we're looking to save them at least $20,000 a year. You know, uh, we had one client that we saved $450,000 a year one, which was, that was a nice number. He was happy. And once again, not rocket science. There was no rocket science there. Well, that's a, a boatload of money. He should have been more than happy. Yeah, <laughs> should have been he was adding happy. you into the will. <laughs> he was happy. He was happy. You know. Nice. Um, and we had a couple of real estate investors a couple of years ago that we saved them $80,000 each. And Sweet. they were also very happy. So you just have to know what you're doing, look for the opportunities and do it correctly and, and you know, document what you're doing. Yeah, well said. Well, listeners, uh, Craig has, we have a couple of opportunities for you to learn more. And Craig, I know, has an opportunity for you to get his book. So do you want to talk about how people can get that, Craig? Sure. My book is The uh, 10 Biggest Tax Mistakes That Cost Business Owners Thousands. And uh, they could go to my website, which is, um, and we'll give you for the show notes, but it's craigcodyandcompany.com forward slash secrets to real estate. Okay. Very fitting. Perfect. Very yes. fitting. Yes. And um, they could uh, fill out a form and we'll actually send them a paper book. Nice. So you can highlight it, take notes, and write all your questions on it. So then when you call Craig, you'll be prepared. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Very well. What a good opportunity. Well, thank you. That's great. And that's, guys, where he's going to go into much more detail on some of the highlights he's just hit. And then for our free show download that you guys know I try to do every week for you, to get that, you're going to go to hardhatholly.com forward slash 98 because we're show number 98. And there, Craig is going to give you his summary of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. What's in it for you? You want to tell people a little bit about that? It just gives you the basic um, things that are going to affect you, you know, for, you know, 2018 and beyond and what you can look forward to and, you know, the different benefits. You know, you know just a little primer, read it, you know, knowledge is power. Yes, for sure. So one thing that's still kind of lingering in my mind is what happened with meals and entertainment? Because pretty much every business owner and real estate investor wants to take that and um, deduction and they are taking it. So how has it changed with that? Well, it's mainly entertainment that has kind of gone by the wayside and, you know, um, we're still waiting for treasury to come out with some, you know, revenue procedures on it. But it, it looks like if I take you out to dinner to discuss business, it's still going to be deductible of 50%. Perfect. Okay. If we go to a sporting event and we have, you know, dinner as a afterthought or after the game, it's not, that's not deductible. Oh, so, okay. So you got to have so, it like real separate then. Okay. Correct. Correct. You know, okay. so we're still waiting for some revenue procedure to come out on this. Um, so that's not a hundred percent set in stone, but that's what we all believe. Well, I love taking my investors and clients out to eat. So I'm happy to say if you're listening to the show, my investors, Hey, I'm still going to take you out. Cause I can still write off half of it. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Craig. This has been super enlightening and helpful. And it's just good to know that you guys have great opportunities if you just start to communicate with your CPA and ask questions because your CPA probably knows what is normal for expenses in your business. You know, Craig would ask you, do you have kids? Do you have a home athletic facility? Like he'll know what questions to ask you, but you don't know what to bring up with him. So definitely get in touch with Craig or with your own tax person, you've got to make sure they know what they're doing. And it's ideal if they have some experience with real estate investing. So they kind of know what your typical expenses are. So Craig, as we get ready to close off here, um, what would be any final words of advice here? Final words of advice are, you know, be proactive, talk to your accountant, make sure he's just not putting the right numbers in the right boxes. So be proactive. Yes, very good advice. And um, if you've already done your taxes, Craig would probably, I'm putting some words in your mouth, but you might be willing to take a look at last year's tax return for someone, let them know if there's any opportunity for improvement going forward and or an amended return, right? As, as part of our analysis process, we review prior year tax returns and that's where we determine what we could have saved them going forward. Yeah. So start now. Don't delay, guys. The more money you make, uh, the more impact it's going to have in your life. Well, and just as one quick reminder, guys, if you prefer to get my download by text and you want to get a weekly reminder of when our new episodes are live, you will text to the number 38470. That's 38470. You're going to text the word hard hat with no spaces in it. Hard hat, all one word. And I will send you this download as well as our prior ones. So with that, Thank you so much, Craig. Listeners, thanks for listening. And get out there, make some money, and keep more of it in your pocket. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show. And let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of. For the show notes and free downloads for this episode and all others, go to hardhatholly.com. 